XFM in the community special. Uh, this is where we go for your feedback. We always put it in at the end of each show. Uh, it's probably Mars and I's favourite bit of the show. But when the feedback is built up, as it has at the moment, we like to do a, a one-off sort of special where we can just dedicate, you know, a good half hour or so to your feedback. Because we love getting your feedback. It literally makes the show worthwhile. And I can speak for Mars, I'm sure, with that as well. It really does. So... Um, we've had quite a bit of feedback. Mars is as tradition. We always do that way around. Mars reads. I can't be bothered. It's not in my contract <laughs> to read. Uh, but no, Mars Mars reads and uh, I, I react. So um, in real yeah. time. So um, I know. Mars, are you excited about this episode of? I I am actually because tell you why. I've been uh, putting together our awards sizzle for uh, the British podcast awards which we are going to enter under best arts and entertainment podcasts so once that's in uh, do do keep your eyes peeled for when we inevitably lose and fail because <laughs> that'll be fun yeah well uh, even, that, uh, even i'll say this even I have been re-listening to old clips, and you know me, I never re-listen. Not because I'm lazy or I don't like it, but yeah. I don't like the sound of my own voice. And uh, I've been re-listening to and I've, I was actually quite impressed. Pretty good. <laughs> one, one thing I want to say, and I, I always kind of assumed this was the case, but I never was never quite sure. Um, Mars is pretty bang on with the editing. It's really impressively much. edited. Because like, there were some bits where I remember how much shite we talked but you edited it quite skillfully like from one bit to the next like without putting in we the do talk a lot of shite so there's the <laughs> there's a lot in my butt in the yeah. rubbish bin yeah. trust me uh, but it's it's already fun uh, enjoyable. I actually quite find uh, editing quite therapeutic. It's it's like ironing in that respect. It's like digital ironing. I quite enjoy yeah, it. And it's always um, been the case. It's I would say this. It's always been the case. It's not that I'm lazier or Mars does more for the show. Actually, Mars does clearly do more for the show because he edits it. But it's all it's never been about like me demanding he edits it or him kind of him taking the role because he I don't know doesn't trust me to edit. It's it's just the way round we like it. He likes to edit. I don't like to edit because I don't like to listen back to my own voice. And he does a bloody good job. And he does. It's it's kind of the way it is. So yeah, the editing. If you ever think, oh, that's good editing, don't think Gary. Think think Miles because Miles did. Miles and did that. And if you think it's really, but if you think it's really bad editing, don't want to hear. Yeah. Gary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it, was, it was still miles <laughs> his shit. Yeah, um, but no so um, I, I genuinely for me no these comments have just been such a mood lifter i've, I've read during some lockdown questions. but it's been so nice to to hear you guys comments and um you know when there's not that much to look forward to in like your day-to-day life your working life whatever or things just get you get a bit down or whatever you read some of these comments and you're just like oh my god we're actually doing quite a good thing with this show right yeah yeah. to yeah. connect people you had a lovely comment the other day about our twitter thread you know at spinners podcast uh, it's really nice to see people to other people and sharing their favorite stories and quotes and stuff now with that in mind let's uh let's start this now. yeah absolutely absolutely and this is a new listener on youtube because we're, we're on youtube of course there's detract spinners on youtube a person who i can only refer to as no context it is mental to realize these episodes were nearly 20 years ago i always say there is a carl quote on almost every subject in life 
I'm the same way as you are with dogs and me, it's elephants. I could literally start crying just looking at a picture of an elephant, but true crime all day just doesn't faze me. Oh, this is when I was saying that I couldn't uh, listen to um Carl's mum's children's story. Yeah, that's story. a really sweet no. story. Like, yeah. But so so uh, this No Context, is he called No Context? Is that really his name? No Context is No Context. No Context. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's why, why elephants, though? I don't know. Is it because of Dumbo? Seriously, it might be. Like, it probably is Dumbo. Dumbo. I, I've got, it's Dumbo's a really sad, sad sort of well, it's also elephants, you know, in Thailand when you see like people, travellers, you know, riding elephants. It's not a very nice thing to see, is it? Poor no, cat. and actually, when you see when you see clips on YouTube of, they're often baby elephants playing with say children, and it, it's actually so so sweet. And they are they are one of the most intelligent animals. That the only reason they don't seem as intelligent as chimps are because they don't have hands. But actually, if you take that out seriously, but they are as intelligent. But those clips <laughs> are often actually signs of abuse because the elephants are in, in captivity and mistreated so that they play with humans. Because really, they shouldn't be playing with humans. They should be kind of scared of humans. But so actually, yeah, I see what you mean. There's actual clips of elephants, but I, I love elephants. They're, they're great with their trunks. They're so... I do have an image now of an elephant walking around on hands <laughs> next to me now Did, on the back of that. Did I ever tell you, I was on, uh, well, it's, it's a contested story, but I've heard different versions of this, but apparently I was on B, uh, Jeremy Beadle's uh, You've Been Framed. You are joking. Because in my cot, and it was filmed with like a, a big camera because I'm quite old, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a proper hand. But I, whenever Nelly the Elephant came on, I went mental in a good way. Bagging like this, <laughs> Nelly the elephant went to town. Da, 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 da. I so I, I but I'm not sure if I actually got on. To... Was that the most money you've ever earned for your parents? That 200 quid from Beadle in his little hand. Yeah, his little hand. I think they took it. Yeah, they took it for. Uh, I think mum. They both wined Drunk and dined a, a separate woman. So you know, with that 125 quid. Uh, no, I I love elephants too. So I do. Uh, I don't know what you mean. No context. I started listening to your podcast. Uh, nice one, boys. Keeping car relevant. Did an M M17 just film. No Brian in sight, or is he? About the new Mission Impossible film. Uh, okay. Thank you for joining us. Um, great to have you with us. Uh, thanks for your comment. Really appreciate it. And yeah, interesting one. Um. I was I was I was hoping and expecting we would get some reaction to you saying that because uh, it was a sweet thing. It's it's very sweet. I still think that you you don't listen to that not for any other reason other than it makes you sad. Yeah, that's, that's quite sweet. It's a very but... emotional person. I think lockdowns made me really emotional. Yeah, but you're not <laughs> emotional. You don't cry like you, I mean you have cried to me. I've seen. I you don't cry, know. I've not often. No, you have. I think have I have. I think I have. Yeah, but. Or you've been on the brink of it, but I probably have. Like we've we've read letters out on this show from people that have made me near very close to cry. But yeah, I've 
I've certainly if if I haven't seen you cry, I've seen you be very flustered. Put it that way. But you know, that's a, that's just, a sweet thing. That's a, that's, a, that's an know, endearing know, thing. So, yeah. No, I find films the only way to make me cry these days. Which is I was watching. I was watching. Oh wait, I was what I was watching today. I was watching Big Fish, the Tim Burton film, and it's about a man's uh, a son's relationship with his dad, and his dad's got cancer, quite a serious stage of cancer terminal, and. He basically tells these no well it's, it's, there's comedy elements it's Tim Burton right and he basically fic- fictionalizes his story telling these elaborate made up lies almost like fairy tales though and his son's question uh, how genuine and it's all about deciphering truth from from fiction and the sort of retelling of one's life and there's a really it builds up and builds up to this climax and it's not overly sentimental though it does clearly pull at the heartstrings but there's this ending and obviously i think obviously i probably do resonate a bit because i'm a bit like Ugh. i think everyone's got daddy issues haven't they anyway and i know and i was like oh. and i was just watching it and i it just it's quite early it's been on a long walk and i was just like yeah, no, I, that's that's I, I, that's sweet, man. And actually, remi- that reminds me, that is the time I've seen your cry on the, on the brink of tears when you're talking about your dad, because you do have, you know, your 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 dad's. I think it's fair to say your dad is not been a good dad to you. You know, has his has his qualities. He can play the piano, but he's not not been a good dad. But um, yeah, I uh, I I because I said this last week, and I'm surprised you didn't you didn't agree i honestly find i don't watch that many films i watch more than i say no but um i've seen uh schindler's list i find the elephant man a sadder film than schindler's list it is the saddest film i think i've heard i'm totally with Cole there like it's the one of the best films as well i've ever seen Anthony Hopkins, I like as well. Like he's always good, but there is he, something nice warming about Anthony Hopkins. But you like Science of the Lambs as well. Anyway, yeah. too much film. Uh, this is from Sam Richardson. The detailed spinners appreciate your work, lads. Just listen to the Richard Anderson episode. Oh, loved all the insights he gave. A really nice guy. If you haven't listened to that, guys, uh, assuming most of you have, have, but do do check that out. Yeah. Uh, was wondering if you could do an episode talking about Carl's brother, who allegedly died a few years ago. There's a video that's resurfaced of him on a documentary called Benefit Busters. Very interesting to see his similarities and differences with Carl. Uh, and right. he sent a link, and I'll, and I'll post that in the description. Sorry, what did what did he die of? That's still contested. I don't know. So he continues, first got into the Ricky Gervais show through Audible when I was 15 and brought all of the series of podcasts and listened to them on repeat. It wasn't until years later that I found out about the XFM shows on YouTube and I couldn't believe my luck. Since then, I've been listening to them every night, laughing myself to sleep. They've become a big part of my life and have helped me through very stressful times. I'm sure you guys can say the same. Absolutely, Sam. Mm -hmm. I I think you're in very, very good company here. Uh, I love, it's still dumbfounds me that a podcast or an xfm show can bring you so much happiness and joy and get you what an amazing power that is not just bring you happiness but even more important than bringing you happiness is sometimes relieving sadness like it they sound like they're the same thing but they're not actually they're two different things like relieving stress and sadness can actually 
be more important in life than something that brings you actual happiness. So I'm sure it does both for you, Sam, and for all of us. But there's, it's amazing to me the amount of people that have said uh, that they have just got through stressful times, not been able to sleep. Like there's people have had illnesses and uh, people die close to them and the shows have got them through. And uh, certainly, Sam, both of us can relate to that. Not not people dying and all this, but, you know, just in, in general. Actually, I can relate to that with people dying. But, yeah, you're in you're in very good company, Sam. And uh, we, we'd love you to have you. And we'd, we're lucky to have you now as part of our community. So please do stay with us. And also, because um, this has been a recurring issue, uh, Steve's brought up as well, Carl's brother. It, they are very interesting videos, these Benefit Buster videos. And they, I believe there was a little bit of speculation as to whether he was or was not Carl's brother. But I think the general consensus is he is and he did pass away. And I would quite like to talk about it, but I don't know. For me, oh, there is I, something I a bit unsavory. Sorry, there, yeah. for me, there is a, a bit unsavory about discussing the private life of someone that I don't know. And But I, I totally love his experiences and i love retelling those stories but i feel a bit uncomfortable talking about it personally yeah sam you you it's a good suggestion but it, i think it's a it's um a step away from where we would go with our talk and it's not not just you know we we've so, listeners have said oh get Suzanne on try and get Suzanne on we we've never even tried to get Suzanne we tried to get a lot of people on but we never even tried with Suzanne because she's always kept herself private and same with Carl's brother maybe he did it because no one would interview him anyway but I I think that one if he was on Benefit Busters that is a highly abusive shows like that they are they demonize I don't I haven't even seen it but I know they they demonize it's uh, like poverty street you know that sort streets. of um... it's that absolutely poverty porn that is it's dis- disgusting I hate shows like that two we don't know 100% if it's his brother and three he died so like it's even you can't can't discuss I totally understand why you're suggesting it, but we we wouldn't discuss on our show uh, really more more than just we've done just now about speculating about Carl's brother, particularly as he has passed away apparently. So, but it, it, interesting nonetheless, and I totally get where you're coming from. Carl's family are interesting. You know, I'd love to speak to his dad. Love to. Speak I'd to love his to dad. speak to his dad. But, I'd um, love to speak to his sister as well. I wonder. His sister and has had. I mean, yeah, I would. I'd get a number. Steve did try to. Well, imagine if we got Auntie Nora on. Oh God, yeah. I'd, Can yeah. you imagine well, Auntie Nora? Fucking hell. This is from Ben Patter. Uh, he says, "Hi guys, love the podcast, and I can't believe how an 18-year-old shambles of a live radio show can bring so much joy and relief to a whole community." I've got quite a bit to say. I'm sorry. Do n- never apologise, man. It's all good. Theory no, no, one. No, no, I think you should be sorry because we we're, <laughs> we're busy. I've got things to do. Do you know what I mean? No, I am literally joking. Go ahead, go on. I'd love to. Hear. Theory one. In any dynamic 
of three friends, there is always one person who'll be bullied. On XFM of a Saturday, the person who's being bullied is actually Steve, not Carl. If you think about the spats they have, Ricky always sides with Carl or eggs him on to be as insulting as possible and says things like, he's done you. Uh, Steve always tries to get one back, but it it never has the same impact. Um, I often feel sorry for him because Carl was thrust upon them and instantly garnered all of Ricky's love and friendship. This brings me on to the next theory, controversial, and there'll be a lot of people who disagree with you, Ben. Uh, This brings me on to the next theory, that the Sturges episodes are amongst the best. That's because the natural comedic dynamic, because Rick and Steve is allowed to stew. The bit with call him and tell him and girl might be my favourite. So there's two points there, Gary. The first one is, do, do we think that it's actually Steve who's the victim, not Carl? And the second thing, are Claire Sturges actually underrated masterpieces? Discuss. Well, well, um, firstly, with Steve, I definitely think Steve is the victim of most bullying. And actually, there's a a moment from series one, which we haven't covered yet, which we will go back to, where Carl says something to Steve that is just pure nasty. It's not even to be funny. It's like I can't. It's like your sad, lonely little life. Like no, he says, no, he's no. He says um. He says why are you picking on me? You're the sad, one that's sad and lonely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like it's so it's and, but any in general, I think Steve is definitely the victim. And that that is because Carl is sharper and funnier in a one-off situation than Steve is. Carl Carl is sharp. Carl's quicker than Steve. Steve's a better writer, producer, probably actor, but Carl is quicker. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think Steve's written two. The Claire Sturges episode. Are they underrated? Yes. Are they underrated masterpieces? Possibly. I think that I think you because I'm the same. I think you're you're like me in this. I love the Sturges episodes. I really do. But if the entire show was with Sturges, like the whole series, all all the series, it wouldn't. You would not be re-listening day after day after day. It's built up into what it has been because of Carl and because Carl was the producer. It could have been as good as, you know, an ent- as entertaining as whatever. The only reason it's become Carl is because of Carl. So it's really important that Carl presents, Carl pr- produces and presents most of the shows. However, given that Claire only does four, I, I love them too. I, I wouldn't say they're my favourite, but yeah, I agree with you. The um, the lot, uh, you know, call your family and tell them it's a girl, is is one of my favourite lines <laughs> of all time as well. And uh, I there's a different dynamic between Ricky and Steve when Sturgis is on. They're a bit more playful, a bit sort of playing up to you know trying to impress you know a woman. Yeah. And they're also kind of not particularly Ricky is like free from his constant like. I've got to think of something funny to put Carl down at the same time as making something funny, which he does brilliantly, like most of the time. But um, he's sort of free from that. And Steve's free from uh, being abused by Carl, except when Carl phones in, which is fantastic. <laughs> but, um, I, Do you I see that? 
see that, Steve. I, I tell you what, though, Ben, if you do enjoy just episodes with Rick and Steve, do go back to series zero because I think you'll get a lot from them. Oh, good uh, idea. Because it is, yeah, good it idea. is more, they are definitely more focused throughout their dynamic and it is so raw. And this is obviously when they first met. Uh, so they're great uh, things to listen to anyway, if you haven't done that already. I would also say I, I don't believe we've even talked about this before, but like have a threesome comedy relationship. Well, I have I have mentioned it. I've yeah, mentioned it. Okay, so I just something that's just come come to my head is I had a when I was at school I used to hang out with one boy and there was like another guy and he came in and they were all quite funny. Now we were all trying to be friends with like one of the more popular people in in that sort of trio and the difference you have when there's three. One of you is eventually going to get knocked out, and that's kind of that's what happened. It's sad. It's a, but did that happen to you or one of the yeah, others? Yeah, no, I was I was part of the three. That's sad. Was, but I'll say this: I've seen, you know, because I don't want listeners to feel too sad because that is sad actually. But Mars was popular at school because I've seen his. He showed me. He showed, he showed me. He showed me his end of year book which was signed by, like, not just, like, not just, like, writing your name, but people wrote you long messages. People wrote you long messages. I'm just saying, but um, that is, yeah, that's sad. I've never really thought about it like that. I guess I was quite, I was quite alone at school at times, but I I was kind of always trying to be the funny one. And, but that's uh, their relationship reminds me of the most. It's that it's that school. It's like the new kid comes in and everyone wants to be their friend. And then your current, then your next friends, like your 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 pre- present best friends, like oh hang on, what's wrong with me? Yeah, and, and it is it is and like that. And with that's Ricky and Steve. Because, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Particularly, so, as we've you know, so particularly as we've talked about it, because Ricky, like, and Steve shared birthdays together they went to a casino i can't remember whose birthday it was but someone's were it might have been their producers they they so in the early days they shared birthdays but in the later day not even later days but just in the mid times where we are now roughly in series two ricky sort of invites carl but doesn't invite steve anymore and it's kind of they still work together rick and steve long after this show shows that we're reviewing currently but it's like that must have been quite sad for Steve in in a genuine way. Like I'm not saying he he couldn't deal with it. He was like it's a tragedy for him or anything. But it it must have been like he jokes about it. But like and Ricky getting to meet Bowie and him not not inviting Steve where he probably could have. The fact he invites Carl to his birthday party and Jonathan Ross as they say, <laughs> uh, but but not Steve anymore is quite telling. And it is quite like that. It's kind of like you were like the Steve in that relationship. I've had plenty of bad sort of memories in that sense, but school, but not quite, not not like that, where you're in a threesome and someone new joins. But yeah, it can happen. And it's a very interesting dynamic on the show, which is why we love it. But just to come back, uh, Sturgis episodes, yeah, thumbs up, I love them. Um, this one's from Joe. Uh, this is a really interesting email. And Joe says, Hi, Miles and Gary. Listening to the XFM shows on Spotify were really comforting to re-listen. Uh, and finishing them was a bit of a downer. Then I found your podcast. I love what you're both doing. I'm on Thank episode you. three Thank and I'm loving it already. So well done he's, for me. Oh, shit. He's, a, he's only on episode three. He's going <laughs> to find out that. shit. Yeah. I thought he might be on episode like 30 or something. But if he's only on episode three, he's going to be sorely no, no, disappointed. No, he's sticking with it. If he's on episode <laughs> 
Actually, those are our worst ones as well. Oh, so they're all right. There's things they're to right. enjoy. Good, in those. Yeah. I stand. I stand by them. The chemistry and history between you two is fantastic, and I'm really glad you have little digressions and don't focus solely on the XFM shows, but use it as a gel for the whole show. It's perfect. That is that is totally what we wanted really to do, nice. Joe. Yeah. Thank you for realising that. That's really our uh, notice. Just to say, we've had uh, contrasting comments about the opening bit, and I, I, there's a couple that I just dismissed because they're just they were they made out of a place of just 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 to be insulting. But there was a couple of genuine ones that were were not not they did not like the bit at the beginning, then they skipped through it, and uh, more than one person, only a couple, like not many. Most people said. But so we have had different. So it's nice to get your comment on that part, particularly because we do. And we've got those comments, but we said we're still going to carry on unless unless we get like ten comments in a row saying, oh, we don't like this. Yeah, bit. But that's it's not really even. Like, yeah, but that's yeah, but that's not even the point, Gary, because the whole point about like the whole point about doing looking back, having a retrospective of the shows is looking about how they relate to our own experiences in context of like 2021 like it doesn't a straight retelling of those of those stories that we've heard a million 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 times before with no with nothing else that's pointless well i wouldn't say it's pointless i think it would still be a show if we just if we started each show and just got straight into the xfm show we were reviewing that's one way of doing it but we don't as you said we don't want to do that we 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 have no like narcissistic at all a desire to talk about ourselves but we don't talk about ourselves at the beginning but we kind of say a little anecdotes about oh, how our week's been and things like that and we never plan it ever we never ever 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 plan how we're going to start a show what we're going to come in with what we're going to how when we're going to how long we're going to talk before we start the review of the show and uh we like doing it that way and actually we kind of had this not a collaboration but someone who's doing a simpsons podcast you should check it out stay at homer very good and uh he kind of said as well the way he does it is, is similar in that sense and he said he, he he put it in a good way he said like this is like a documentation of what it was like to live through covid time so we don't just go in and review the simpson show we talk about our lives you know in general a bit as well and we like that was only recently so we've been doing this for a long time i'm not saying he copied us but we didn't copy him it's just took, both of us came to the same conclusion that it's nice to kind of just put in a bit about ourselves because you know we want the listeners to enjoy our review of the show and i think you would enjoy our review of the show more if you have heard just a bit of chat because because you need to know us you know the best shows i've listened to and i'm not comparing our show to them to these at all but i cared about the list the the people who presented it they that that was what interested me rather than the content so i'm not saying we want to get you to care about us but just that just that we want to fill you in on you know how it's been for us and things and so like me like me i'm the new boss pathetic care, pathetic care care no but we want you to get to get to know us like a little bit week by week and so that's what we do so thank you joe i appreciate that comment I, and, I, and your whole I, and your whole email so joe continues a bit about me i know you didn't ask but my situation is a bit unique i think i'm a 28 year old british guy from sheffield living in Peru and recently my father-in-law got COVID which resulted in my wife and her sister going to stay with him and take care of him and my step 
daughter going to her bigger family since I got from home and the realization that I'm going to be living alone for the next month or so as things calm down. Don't sympathize. I'm totally fine and stuff, but it's nice to find something to entertain me in my downtime. Finding your podcast has been very comforting and I'm so glad you're still making them. Time to absolutely sesh them. If you ever fancy a guest can't believe you had Diggy Anderson on I'm so looking forward to hearing that episode let me know I've listened to your whole XFM series twice so I'll get the reference and could answer any questions and share opinions thanks Joe sorry Joe get get your get your microphone out record yourself saying some something could be absolute shite because that's what we do and send it in to us because we always we've only actually we don't get many people respond we get a lot of response so but we have only had one person email in their audio we like so send us in something we're certainly looking to get people we might do a live night by zoom we might do a live meetup, but that won't be for a few months obvious, for obvious reasons. It sounds like you won't be able to come to that because from what I got from that email, you're in Peru, but they've gone back to England. Now, just to deal with that point, that must be, yeah, horrible for you. And I appreciate the way you put it, like, don't feel sorry for me, but you're allowed a bit of sympathy or empathy uh, in that situation because you're situ- yeah, that is unique of, of a 28-year-old I can't believe anyone's 28 for a start. <laughs> British man, no, no, but from Sheffield, living in Peru. I mean, that's Machu Picchu. Am I right there? Um, have you climbed yeah. Machu Picchu? So let us know. But um, I'm so pleased this show is giving you just something, you know, just uh, I'm not saying it's great, but just it's nice that it's given you something. And of course, far more than our show, what's actually given you comfort and hope has been the actual shows we're reviewing the xfm shows so um yeah I'm, I'm really pleased and again you're part of a bigger community than you realize but you, your situation is unique and i just i hope you're getting on okay and i'd actually like if you could send us this is i've given you this task joe now so i'm not saying i'd like you to do this i'm telling you i'm telling you to get your <laughs> microphone out record some audio let us know how you're doing let us know how it's going in peru has has have they come back yet how is your father-in-law how are, are everyone involved, including you, in this in your life story? Let us know by audio. Just just uh, you know, it could be thirty seconds, two minutes, three minutes, you know, and uh, would would love to play it all out or some of it out on air. But um, it's lovely to get someone who would get all the references. But um, yeah, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So get in touch and. Absolutely, Joe. And um, we will be doing, I really want to do some Twitch stuff and, like you said, some live shows uh, in the future. Over, over and, and if not a show, then it would just be great to just have a little little social, a little drink and have a little chat session. But we do, we've got quite a packed calendar. <laughs> Uh, this is the only reason why we're not like doing anything immediately because in the next couple of weeks we've actually got a couple of interviews lined up so got to yeah. prepare for them uh we've got to do our research which takes time uh, i've got to work gary's got to order pizza and eat chow mein no i do i do work <laughs> i do study yeah so luke campbell is the first one uh next week and uh then uh someone else so i forget i'm sorry if you're listening um i always forget names of people but luke campbell was director of in, in idiot broad i've just been informed by miles off it and uh yeah so that should be an interesting chat he knows ricky and steve quite well and, and carl obviously from his time directing him 
yeah it's uh we we like to do interviews we we tend to get interviews in bunches don't we now because we got our last two interviews in bunches so we're still waiting for the holy trinity which probably won't ever come but then (laughs) what's what's the like fourth part of the holy trinity like the side part because that's claire whoever have fourth part of i know you can't have the fourth part of a trinity but claire is like the next trilogy down quadrinity so we're we're still looking for them but yeah um we definitely have you on but it will be maybe when we do a quiz night or when we do uh a, a twitch stream live stream you know you can interact in that way so yeah we're going to do something like that but it certainly won't be for a, a few weeks because we I, well, I, I, get... I just wish i had another room I'd, I'd love to chat to more people but i've got <laughs> got one room to share, oh, no. <laughs> I share with my girlfriend what's she doing like, at the moment is she awake uh asleep oh but yeah. you, you aren't you waking her up with your well just quite deep sleep i'm guessing <laughs> i i was uh oh, by the way so yeah those are all things we'll do and we'd love to have you on um when we're doing them we'll put it out you know closer to the time when we do them but we don't know exactly when they'll be but yeah come on but anyway, next, next. Um, this one's from Nick Points. Hi there. Just wanted to get in touch to say how much I am enjoying the podcast. Like lots of people, I suspect I found it via the Richard Anderson episode. But I've been work, working my way through from the start. And I'm currently at episode 21. So oh, wow. you've made it very well. You're mental. That, what a waste of a life to get to to listen to that much <laughs> boring isn't it listening to the detroit spinners podcast uh, not me i like it not me, i like um, it um the xfm shows have become part of my life for about 15 years that now although i moved to london in 2002 and listened to xfm quite a lot i sadly never discovered the show i must have been in at that time on a saturday but i did get very into the initial guardian podcasts and then discovered the xfm archives at that point it was a series of clips hosted on the XFM website, but somehow I also found a torrent of all the shows and just immersed myself in it. Since then, the show has been the comfort listening and something I often fall asleep to, which is a common thing that we, we hear. Uh, I love any mention of torrenting. It just makes me kind of nostalgic. The language and catchphrases. Yeah, love wire. Love, yeah. loved LimeWire. The language and catchphrases that Ricky, Steve and Carl use have definitely worked my way into my vocabulary. But another big impact has been the music it's got me into. Ah. Ricky's love of David Bowie and Neil Young has rubbed off on me, as has Steve's forays into the classic hip-hop. And some of the more obscure indie choices too, like Sugar, Copy, Copper Blue was an album I listened to obsessively thanks to Steve. Drugstore, Steve mentions that album, White Magic for Lovers, which is fantastic. Or The Wedding Present, who were a song for the ladies, I think. And some of the bands XFM were playing that never got uh, quite big, like King Adora and Ed Harcourt. Wow, yeah, oh, that's a um, really interesting comment. And I wouldn't say it's got me into all quite the, uh, and I'll call it obscure, not as uh, pejorative, but actually obscure and it's not mainstream that that all of that obscure music certainly no hip-hop no hip-hop track steve's played has been of interest to me because i just have no interest in hip-hop but absolutely things like neil young and um even like um like ones that were huge at the time so i was well aware of them but ricky's kind of obsession with 
the darkness kind of got i've re-listened to the whole whole darkness albums they are yeah they're good but particularly steve i think is good at getting into song actually ricky as well because um neil young i i'd sort of discovered i didn't discover neil young through the show but you know hey hey my my and and my my hey hey the kind of re the, the the alternative version of it and um yeah like after the gold rush as well by neil young and uh just the most incredibly beautiful song and you know from ricky's i got that from ricky uh, my obsession with that and uh yeah i think one thing that's underrated is the music they played just even you know and they they kept up with a bit of oasis here the way that like supersonic is such a good song to play on air because the outro is just amazing when you come back in from it i've said this before i'll say it again until everyone's bored of it mate but i'm gonna keep saying it but um it's a really good point you make uh nick because the music and of course the other stuff you say like about their phrases making the way into our own sort of lexicon it's it's absolutely shared experience with us but uh the music yeah you're right they got they got me into uh quite a bit of music bruce springsteen yeah. bruce springsteen yeah you know atlantic city is one of the most beautiful songs i think i've ever yeah, heard I, mean, I i loved it as fan because they also played well my mum's favorite artist of all time is bowie apart from, uh, well, yeah, apart from bowie and queen she's a massive freddie mercury fan is it's she yeah massive like but uh cat stevens oh t for the tiller man and yeah but um yeah my mum loves cat stevens and your mum yeah she's got great she's 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 not like a mum all right she's into queen that's that's a bit of an older person but but i i love queen she's into bowie she's into cat stevens all all really cool she's into bob mortimer She's into Stuart Lee. She's my mum's. Yeah, I'm not even going to make the Kana, joke that she's into you're... women, but she's she's uh, not into all of your mum stuff. Still love her, but you know, I love your mum. Oh, but I no, they but they do they play some excellent music as well. In in like the series two stuff as well, like that. I think obviously I've got a soft spot for Britpop. I'll, I'll listen to Britpop till the cows come home. Oh, but right? yeah, that's shared. I, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be quite upset. But it's it's often oversight, isn't it? The music for this show, and a lot of people uh, comment on this. Um, but anyway, Nick goes on. What I've also appreciated about the shows is uh, is that quality they have of hanging out in a pub with friends who know each other well enough to wind each other up, but also to push each other just enough to annoy, but not fall out. Your podcast has that quality too. <laughs> well, we do push each other. I like that. And just, just, to, that's a really good, actually, I think that's worth another read. Just, just say that sentence again that he said, and, and, and put both these in. I'm not saying to cut one out. It's re- reread that because it's really well written. Should I do it in a Scottish accent? Or... <laughs> it's no noise. Well, that, that, that wasn't Scottish. That was like <laughs> IRA. Okay. Uh... <laughs> no, go on. I just wanted to hear what he said. That Just that sentence. Okay. about. Okay, here we go. What I've also appreciated about the shows is that quality they have of hanging out in a pub with friends who know each other well enough to wind each other up and to push each other just far enough to annoy but not fall out. Yeah, really good. The only the only caveat I'd put to that is that they actually do push each other far enough to fall out <laughs> on the show, like sometimes. But it's, it, that's a really well written point in general. You're right. They have that dynamic that you just push as just as 
far as you possibly can without really falling out even because that time when they did fall out i mean there's another time but you know when when cars ricky we've often used this quote in just general life but like uh, uh, oh um you seem quite upset uh, after checking it wasn't anything i did and i i could i can totally imagine ricky sending that text to carl after yeah, carl yeah. genuinely seemed upset and because uh, they don't want he doesn't want to fall out at the end of the day they do ricky and sticks sorry steve and carl fall out but yeah it's a really well phrased point and i like it that's why we said it twice so if you get <laughs> stuff said twice we it's, it's endorsed by this podcast <laughs> your podcast has that quality too i don't know anyone else who listens to the xfm shows let alone knows them back to front so it means a lot to listen to two other people who was equally so immersed in a show and who can wind each other up with the obscure references i wish i'd found it early in lockdown it doesn't matter you're with us now it's all good oh, anyway, yeah. look forward to catching up with the rest of the episodes but just wanted to say thanks for all the time you've put into recording them rodney you bilge yeah <laughs> great ending and uh great email really well written and our last one before we wrap it up is this is from steve now now bear, bear in mind this is this is pretty out there <laughs> okay and it I'm really intrigued. Intrigued. it really entertained me so i haven't read this one uh, steve he was d trouty and he's a patreon and if you are looking to get some extra shows some extra content then do come to us on patreon just give us a small little donation no so do do join us there if you want some extra shows yeah you can join whatever you want five fifteen 125 quid, right? 125 quid, right? That's the perfect amount. <laughs> How much do you want? Anyway, this is so. This is fun. Uh, Steve said, "Loved the latest show. Carl's dad's monkey stories are really interesting. Up until I think it was 1976, it was legal to keep exotic pets in the UK. My parents were from the east end of London, and I remember seeing pictures of a monkey." <laughs> And I remember seeing pictures of a monkey that friends of theirs kept as a pet. This would be back in the 50s or 60s. Not chimps, though. More like the ones in the Thai temple. But I don't think they ever answered the door. This is because we were talking about the legitimacy. You didn't believe it. And I didn't believe that a couple of chimps. Oh, a couple of chimps answered the. Um, no, no, no. It wasn't a couple of chimps. It was, it was a, it was a drag artist. Oh yeah, yeah. Chimp answered. Just one chimp answered. But still, oh, I'm not them. saying I definitely believe it, but I think it could well be true. And he makes a good point. I think you said he said it was illegal to keep exotic pets at that time. I think what he means no, is no, it, it was legal. No, no, I, I, I said it was legal. Oh, sorry, I, I misheard you. But yeah, um, it used to be legal terribly. I mean, it was it was just, you know, people could just keep alligators or whatever, you know, I mean. Alligators? Um, in the bar? Well, no, well, you know, or, yeah, I think people did because they'd only grow to the size of, they're like goldfish. So I, anyway. want, I want to see a picture of London. And there are loads of them from the 50s or 60s. And it looks like fucking Tarzan. Sounds meant, you know, wartime. Just anyway. Finished. People yeah. are meant with their animals. But, um... <laughs> okay. Yeah. And when we, okay. So Steve says, and when we moved to Harrow in the 70s, there was a bloke who had a Shetland pony and a black panther that he took for walks at the local green. <laughs> I believe that. I can. But that's crazy. And just to just don't want to say, Steve. Well, do, you, I, do you believe that? No, wait. Sorry. Do you believe that, Carl? Gary. 
<laughs> I'm not cold. Yeah, I can believe that because, you know, it was legal and people, you know, wealthy people could could import these animals and uh, or zoos already had them, but they could just take them as pets. And of course, it was dangerous. It's terrible. But I, I do kind of believe a panther could have been a pet. But one thing I want to say, Steve, is a uh, nice <laughs> shout out to Harrow. That's where I was born in Harrow. So and I know Harrow well. And in fact, it, it, Steve will know this, but I, I have uh, very strong connections to Hatch End. That's just for Steve because no one else is going to have anything to do with that. But um, well, Steve says, um, keep up the good work, fellas, and as always, look forward to the next episode. Thank well, you. this has been the next episode, and uh, thank you, Steve. We do, do very much appreciate your and do do send us stories of your bizarre <laughs> history because it sounds like it's just as wild as Carl's, uh, and I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear more. Can you imagine having a black panther? as a pet just chilling taken out for a walk it'd be terrifying well yeah it would it'd maul you it'd right. maul children it'd you know, maul... i used to really like um oh what's the name Bag- bagheera from the jungle book i used to really resonate with which which character. one was bagheera well, i can't remember what animal it was but it was the, the black panther he was like oh i was the evil one no 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 that's Shere khan oh okay uh, but, yeah I don't... he was he was like really cynical and sarcastic and i was like i loved what disney character did you most resonate with um because it wouldn't be like a comedy sidekick i don't think you've got that sort of because no. i'd be the fat i'd be the little fat dumpling man that hanged out with um gaston from beauty and the beast because i'm quite annoying oh, oh do you know was that the teapot no that's some uh that's Mrs. Pot. I think no, the te- there was a teapot, oh, old candlestick. Oh, Lumiere. Yeah, that I think is either tea or teapot or candlestick. I think it's a candlestick from Beauty and Lumiere. the Beast. I think that's yeah, that's. You identify <laughs> Lumiere. <laughs> I don't see that at all. I think you. you no, could do I don't see it. So, I don't know. Book. I can't. I can't. I get confused about which is Disney and which is not Disney. Uh, if we if we're talking if Toy Story was Disney, which it's not, then I'd I'd very much identify with Mr. Potato Head. That, I know that. <laughs> I can that, say gen, oh, genuinely top, like very topical now because uh, apparently he's gender neutral. Um, you know, I just want to tell you, D Trouties, it's nine minutes past midnight. This is by far the latest, or should I say, the earliest we've ever been recording a podcast in a day. So bit of a bit of an odd one for us but yeah i've really, I've really enjoyed it because i always love it and we'd always do it the same like miles reads it out and i react and some of them i've read before but some i haven't and uh, i like to keep it that way so that you know i hear it hear it so that he doesn't have to out. read out the email no it's not that it's partly <laughs> that but it's not just that it's genuinely not just that you know it's not but no, no I, I think miles does a far better job reading them than i would and i, I would agree with react that. to them in a in a interesting way to actually cut that out cut that sounding really, okay. really oh god fuck, i can't believe what i just said um but anyway miles reads them out really well and uh so yeah we like i like these features and um but we we will be back because i think the last emailer now he steve. said you know I, i'm looking forward to your next show well steve this is as you as you said miles this is the next show but it kind of is and it kind of isn't because it's kind of a bonus show so we will be back with a review of episode 44 but 
not before we do our interviews. Oh, yes. Sorry. We've got no. Because yeah, that no. is actually big yeah. news because no. what we have. So big news in podcast land. We are talking to Luke Campbell, who was the director slash uh, producer of An Idiot Abroad, uh, who did uh, both who did all three series of it, including the one with Warwick Davis. But now he works, he's a showrunner and executive producer at Studio Ramsey that did the Gino, um, Gordon and Fred road trips that have recently come out on, on ITV, which is, uh, there's some sort of genetic kind of links to, to the shows, obviously the road trip, the travel uh, catalogue, nature of the shows. Um, so we're definitely looking to obviously dig down deeper into... Uh, what Carl's experience were like on an idiot board and definitely open to any kind of questions you got there. But also I, I'm very eager to find out more. I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan and I love Gino DeCampo and I love Fred Cineris. I think yeah. that's the same. I do, I do too. Of, from yeah, first dates and, uh, I'm, and I'm very eager to, to find out more there. And, and we've also got uh, Nigel Williams, who was the editor of um, The Office, Extras, Ricky's early stand-up shows, and he does loads of stuff for the BBC. Um, I know he's done a couple of um, office-related podcasts as well, but I, I hope that our questions will be a little bit different with a kind of angle towards yeah. more Ricky's personality. Yeah, and I know what you mean because our, you know, we, we're again we're approaching things things from a different angle, and it's just naturally going to be that way. So we're we're always looking, looking at things from the, it, we're looking at things from the pie. We're looking, looking at the whole pie. pie to pie thing. You don't want it, Jenny. My favourite line ever. I can't I can't get enough of that. We're always looking to the dynamic between the three of them when we're at these angles, and we will say this: like if you're doing an office podcast or a peep show podcast or a Miranda podcast, you will have many, many guests, extras in the thing, actually main cast members who will all be willing to talk. Maybe not the main ones at first. Maybe you need to do a year of podcasting, but then you'll always get the main people on. But for us, it's much, it's much, much harder because they, none of them want to talk about that time. There's only three of them. And then apart from the three, there's people like Claire and Andrew Phillips. We've had Andrew Phillips on, Richard Anderson, we've had him on. So we, we're quite limited and I guess. So we are straying a bit further afield to their other work. But we, we're always bringing it back to the dynamic between them in a way that probably other shows wouldn't do. They'd do a brilliant interview, but they just wouldn't do it the way we would do it. So hopefully there's something um, to of interest for you in those interviews. But anyway, that is that is it for today. Absolutely. Uh, but, but also, wait, oh, um, for... no, I was going to say, how about we wrap things up, Gary? Because I'm bored of talking to you, as I always yeah. say. I was thinking about we should wrap things up with a little bit of music. Oh, you're going to... Yeah, because... Okay, this, I think... Yeah, because we found... Uh, or Mars found um, a Kellerton Road single. It seems to be... It wasn't a single. It wasn't released as a single. It's just like their only piece of music that's online uh, available. Out of interest, Mars, how many views did it have? Just roughly. You don't need to get checked. But just... Did it have, like, a million 
10,000, 100? Was it that sort of range? It's kind of funny, right? Because with all of these songs that people have found through the XFM shows, and when you go on the YouTube link and you go to the comments, literally all of them are about the XFM show. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. One of them is like a genuine, oh, I love the guitar sounds on that, or your voice is great. It's it's like stuff like jukebox or junk box. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, um, a certain, uh, there's a certain satisfaction in saying stuff like that. And considering, so yeah, we are going to play uh, Caledon Road, and the song is called Secretly, which was featured on the Jukebox Champions. We have played Born Depressed and um, the, the yeah, other song, I can't remember. And, I really uh, like Caledon Road. I'm, I'm not going to I'm gonna say this. I'm totally fine. You know, we've we've made our decision and things, but I actually personally would have gone with Caledon Road for our intro music. Do let us know your thoughts on that. We can't, we're not going to change it now because it's too, too long in, but just I just wonder what people think of that. Maybe I'm the only one who would who would even consider that, but I, I kind of like that. But um, I like the intro music we've got now because it's quite catchy, actually. I quite like it. I've been listening back to it quite a bit. It's from an idiot abroad as well so uh yeah enjoy Kellerton road this is secretly and um we will see you join us next week for a very special interview and then the week after for another one but we might do a patreon special in between so get get over on patreon and sign up and also i might as well just plug it i'm not going to talk about it on here because it's uh we'll talk about it on the next show maybe but I did some stand up tonight uh, on a live Zoom uh, comedy night and I we're going to edit it and put my performance on the Patreon uh, site so do check it out. I think we're going to expect a lot of refunds in yeah, the yeah. Uh, coming days Gary. Yeah. Just throwed it back. They didn't even want them didn't even want the money back. <laughs> didn't even want the money back. <laughs> anyway, um thank you so much guys for for listening. Always appreciate your company. Uh enjoy the rest of your weekend, your week wherever you are. And um this is Kellerton Road with Secretly and we'll see you next week. Dreaming